Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests like Ryan Day, head coach, Ohio State, 30 minutes from now on the Goodyear Hotline. So much to get to here. Give Himbo a green light in a couple of minutes. We'll do a little baseball. I got a green list that I just love today. My green list was inspired by the great Howard Cosell. I spoke about Howard a little bit earlier today. We lost him on this day in 1995, the man who made me want to be a sports announcer, and I certainly was not alone. But we opened the show today talking about Michael Irvin. Michael was a guest of mine on Get Up Today on TV, and I've known Michael very well since back in the days when he used to work here, and we had a lot of fun, and I told told the stories about how he and I used to work out together, which people still find (laughs) so hard to believe, and I understand why, but it is true. But anyway, Hembo, as, as only he can... You concocted a trivia question for me, which I have not seen, that it it stems from Michael Irvin. Is that right? Yes, it uh, it was inspired by Michael Irvin because you said he was on Get Up Today. We had a little bit of a tough time communicating this to him when he came on, but here's what I looked up this morning. All right, I looked up the, the, the leading receiver, the most receiving yards for every Super Bowl champion. Who led every single Super Bowl champion in receiving yards? Michael Irvin did it three times. If you watch Get Up all this three m- of the Cowboys teams he was on, correct. You, if you watch Get Up this morning, you would have also have learned that Jerry Rice also did it three times. They were the only two to do it three times. But I also learned that there are eight other players, so ten total, that that did so more than one time. So again, there, there are ten players in the history of the NFL who have led a Super Bowl winning team in receiving yards more than one time. And I'm curious, Greeny. How many of these names you can get right? So the other eight, you're saying? How many of so these the eight other you can eight, get right? Because we know that Michael and Jerry Rice mm-hmm. are, are Those two. are the easy ones. So you're saying other receivers who led Super Bowl champion teams in receiving more than once? Correct. Well, this is going to be easy. It's going to take a little time to work through. It will. All right. So, I mean, think about teams that won a lot of championships. So the first one I think of is the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 70s. Lynn Swan has to have led them in receiving twice. That's correct. He did so in 1975. <laughs> 1978. One down for Greeny. Um, We need teams that have won multiple Super Bowls. Maybe this isn't quite as obvious as I thought. (laughs) It actually occurs to me that that it is not impossible. This is not one of my guesses yet. It is not impossible that John Stallworth is also on that list. He was on those same Steeler teams. He actually had more career receiving yards than Swan. I'm going to say Stallworth. He only did it once. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite okay. as easy as you thought. So Stallworth did so in 1979, and that was the, his only such season. Okay, I, I'm going to say that the comp, when you combine what feel like two different areas, I'm going to guess that one of them might be Cliff Branch. Cliff Branch is correct. Oh, yes. V- very good pull. Cl- Cliff Branch for the 1976 Raiders and the 1980 okay. Raiders. That's so, a good one. So Branch is good. So I need. Well done. Uh, so I don't want to take up all day with this. So I'm going to need to sort of move these along okay. a little bit more quickly. The Dolphins. I'm just thinking of teams that won multiple Super mm-hmm. Bowls. So the Dolphins, back in the 70s, would that have been like Duriel Harris, Paul Warfield, Nat Moore, Paul Warfield? Paul Warfield okay. is correct. Nice job. Okay. So you're 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 cruising now. Okay. So I'm, oh, let me just go back to the beginning of winning. So oh, the Cowboys of the 70s. So uh, Drew Pearson. That is incorrect. Oh, damn it. Um, <laughs> He's one I thought would show up on this list, but he did not. Bob Hayes, I don't think it would have been Hayes. It wasn't mm-hmm. there long enough. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not any cowboy from the 70s, Move on right? from there. Okay. Um, I'm going to move forward in time then. 
the, the Cowboys and the 49ers started winning, but we've already said Rice. I don't think they would have had the same person win before Rice was there. There is a 49er, though, that you— There is a 49er mm-hmm. that I'm forgetting. Could it—who is the 49 It's not going to be Dwight Clark, is it? So who was the other was... receiver? Why am I struggling to remember no, who was the— No, you said it. It is Dwight it Clark? It is Dwight Clark. Okay, it is Dwight Clark. Okay, good. So now we're moving along. So I got Swan, Branch— Warfield and, uh, and, and Dwight Clark. And you're doing a nice job chronologically, too. You haven't gotten to the modern guys quite yet. Okay, so there's more modern people is what you're telling me. Yes. All right, so would there be any – now I'm, I know I'm jumping way forward, but now to the Patriots who won multiple Super Bowls, but who would have led those teams? Would it have – the teams that won Super Bowls, would it have been Edelman? Yes. Okay. Nice job. Julian Edelman. So you have only three left. You're, you are cruising. You're okay. doing – this is this – is, very difficult. All right. Um, who <laughs> oh else gosh. won multiple? Did any of them do it on different teams? No. Okay, so it's all on teams. That, 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 that is an advantage because it has to be guys whose teams won more than one Super Bowl. Is there, can I ask one more question? Is there another Patriot? No. Because they won so many no. Super Bowls. All right, so Green Bay didn't, so it's not going to be any of them. Who Denver? Denver won multiple Super Bowls. Was it was it uh, Shannon Sharp? No, it was the receiver on that team, the number one receiver. On Why that am team. I struggling to remember who was the was it? Um, yes, who was the number? Was it Rod? Yes, Rod Smith. Smith. Yes. Okay. Rod nice job. Smith. Okay, you got two left. You got two left. This is tough. Let me give you some eras here to help you out. Yeah, a little give me bit. an era. Okay. Um, late eighties. Late eighties, and then so the the champions of the late eighties. So starting in eighty five was the Bears. Eighty six was the Giants. 87 is Washington. Oh, Washington. Um, uh, so who would have been, would it have been Art Monk? No. <laughs> um, but I have the right team, yeah, right? Yeah, this, 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 is, this is tough. This is tough. All right, in the interest of not taking forever here, who was it? It was Gary Clark. Oh, okay. And, and then on the 05 and 08 Steelers, the that's 05 the last and 08, is it Heinz Ward? It's Heinz Ward. Okay, not bad. That's pretty good. I enjoy the trivia. That took a little longer than I would have <laughs> I, liked to dedicate to it, but I think it was pretty good. Fair enough. It is my way, and having had this conversation with Michael Irvin, of circling back to saying that I have now come around to thinking that the idea of the Cowboys trading up in this draft to take Kyle Pitts is not crazy. It's less crazy than it seems. Here's the bottom line. Let's say a quarterback goes number four. Here's what you do. You call Cincinnati. You offer them something to move up from 10 to 5. Here's the bottom line with the Bengals. The Bengals, if you move back to 10, if four quarterbacks go, and I think five will, I think if you're Cincinnati, you are hedging on the fact that someone else is going to take a quarterback in there as well. But you're guaranteed four quarterbacks having gone in front of you, and I think a fifth will as well. Maybe someone trades up to Carolina spot or whatever. If that happens, you are guaranteed, if you are Cincinnati, if you move back to 10, to get one of the following players. Penny Sewell or Rashawn Slater, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, or Jalen Waddell. Mm. If another quarterback goes, you're guaranteed to get to have your choice between two of them. So I think you can't lose if you get a lot there. So I think Cincinnati is the spot. Because I think if, if, if Kyle Pitts falls to six, the Dolphins just take him, and that's the end of the discussion. So that, I think, is Dallas's chance if they're going to do it. All right, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Small business protection for more than vehicles with insurance expertise to keep your company moving forward. More at ProgressiveCommercial.com. One more thing I want to do here quickly before I get to anything else. I'm ready to go right now. Green light, green light with Greeny. Give me the green light. 
But every day I try and give uh, the Hembo the green light at least once because I want to make sure we keep some baseball on the show. I feel like people are into it this year, and you know, once we get past the draft, we'll be doing more. So, Hembo, give me the one thing as we head into this weekend that every baseball fan needs to know. The two best teams in baseball, Greeny, are playing this weekend in L.A. It's the Padres and the Dodgers. It's a four-game series. The Padres won game one last night. These are the two best teams in baseball. They're the two best rosters in baseball, and it seems to me that what's going to happen here is these are going to be the teams that both could potentially win as many as 100 games, and one of them is going to be subjected to the wild card game because, as we all know, Major League Baseball uh, chose to go back to what their playoff format was entering. Like Last year was the exception. They did eight per, per league last year. So... Winning the National League West is effectively winning the World Series. The way that the Dodgers and and Padres are sort of billing this is we're going to get to play 19 World Series games this year, and I'll tell you what, it's the best rivalry in baseball right now because they freaking hate each other. It's It's the rivalry right now in baseball far and away with the most animosity. Well, so this flies in the face. So A, that's good to know, and the finale of it will be on Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN Sunday. B, it flies in the face of the notion that I could play for the Dodgers <laughs> and we would still win the division. If the Padres are going to be there right after them, it does also, look, I can't complain about it. Let me break on that thought because there's a part of that I want to complain about, but I can't because it would contradict something that I have long since held dear. So I will do that coming up. Don't forget Ryan Day is on the way. And my green list today, inspired by Howard Cosell, you are going to love. All those are on the way. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Greeny, the podcast. Previously on Greeny. No one thought Zach Wilson was going to be there. No one thought Mel- Mac Jones was going to be there. And you know what those guys have in common? Joe Burrow wasn't on the preseason big board the year before he came out. He was the first pick in the draft. That was 2020. Don't listen to people tell you there are no good quarterbacks in next year's draft. Of course there are. We just don't know who they are yet. That was me earlier this week. The Weekly Rewind is brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. That's why I always say that mine is that rare genius that won't be fully appreciated until after its time. How can people with a straight face continue to say NFL teams are making decisions about quarterbacks this year because they don't project to be any next year? 
the number one pick in last year's draft was Joe Burrow. The one number one pick the year before that was Kyler Murray. This year, both Zach Wilson and, and Mac Jones, none of them were projected to be anywhere near the first round before their final years of college. So I promise you there will be guys like that next year. There will be a minimum. I'm going to give you, let's make a bet. Does anyone on the staff, hashtag crew, Hembo, Bubba, Nuno, Devin, would anyone take this bet? I will put the over-under on number of quarterbacks that go in the first round next year at three and a half, and I'll take the over. Does anyone want to take the under? Hembo. I got the over with you. Bubba. Over. Okay. A Nuno? I'll take the under. Oh! Nuno just likes to be. He just likes to be a. He's in. (laughs) What do you think? Were you trying to say something? I can't tell what's going on back there. What were you trying to say? Everyone's in masks and you're 100 miles away. No, I mean, Bubba just started, like, just cheering when I said. Bubba's just excited. Yes. Devin, over or under three and a half? I'm with Nuno under, and I can tell you one thing. It won't be the Giants because we got our quarterback in Danny Jones. Why are you just yelling like that, Bubba? What are you doing? I mean, what could be more annoying than this? I'm so annoyed right now. It's wild. They're taking the under. Do you hear this? (laughs) (laughs) Of his fake quarterback prop bet? (laughs) All right, it was good. You ruined it. It was fun, and then you ruined it. We were having fun, and now it's ruined. Well, we can't have nice things. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Don't miss Ryan Day in 10 minutes on the Goodyear Hotline. In the meantime, I just need to briefly address something you just said. Because mm. Hembo was just previewing Dodgers-Padres this weekend. It's the two best teams in baseball, and one of them is going to be the wild card. And there's a part of me that doesn't like that. But then there's another part of me that says when they made the change to add the additional wild card team, whatever that was, five years ago, seven years ago, I lose track. I said to Manfred on the air at the time, I like it because it serves the function of prioritizing winning the division. I think it actually, the value of winning the division, which used to be zero, I mean, it, would be, it was just as good to be the wild card as it was for all intents and purposes to win the division. I think making that more important was the right thing to do. So I'm willing to live with the fact that every now and again, you will have a scenario like this that is unfair. Hembo is making a face like you don't agree. I see it differently. You want... You want your best teams in the playoffs for as long as possible. Winning your division should guarantee you a spot in the playoffs, but should not, it should not guarantee you a playoff series even. I mean, I think eventually what they'll do is probably add more teams, right? I think we'll probably see six or even eight teams as early as next year with the new CBA. But I see it differently. I, I, winning your division should be a prize, but not to the extent to where your season could be over if you lose one game. If, you know, if you happen to go up against Jacob DeGrom and he shoves for a night. Okay, so let, let, me, let me bring that one to the entire crew. And Bubba, I come to you hesitantly. Because of the inane shouting that you just <laughs> threw into this segment momentarily ago. Yeah, that was wild. They took the under. <laughs> He's mocking you. Uh, you're just, a, you're just as a, you're, a, you're a delight. But anyway, here's my question. Let's just say for the sake of discussion, the New York Metropolitans, your favorite team in baseball, wind up having the second record. I, I, I know this isn't the season in which this is going to happen. But would it wind up having the second best record in the sport? but it was second to the Atlanta Braves. Will you at that point, would you be frustrated enough that you would say we need to change it so that you, even if you're a wild card, if you have the second best record, you don't have to play in the wild card round? Yes or no? Second best record. 
But the Padres are going to have the second. Baba, keep up. We're having a conversation. The Padres are going to have the second best record in the sport, and they're going to wind up in a one game for your life play in, probably against your Mets. DeGrom is going to shut them out, and the Padres will win 102 games and be knocked out of the the playoffs in one day. Win the division. Win the division. So you're okay with it no matter what? Yeah, you got to win the division. Okay. The whole, the whole way, point, win the division. We started the show and Bubba was wearing a jacket. A control. <laughs> what has since happened to your jacket? You warmed up, bro. He's yelling so much, <laughs> he's getting hot in here. Uh, Nuno, I, yes or no on this on this question? I can't even decide what I'm asking yes or no to specifically, but do you like it the way it is or should they it's, get – It's the way it is, win the division. Oh! <laughs> Shut up. Oh my, oh, my God. God. Oh, my goodness. We're going to have to have Bubba struck from the studio <laughs> and maybe struck literally. Someone strike that man. Devin, which way do you like it better? Win more games. Plain and simple. Go ahead, Bubba. One more time. Whoa! <laughs> I can't be All the right. only one that feels this way. I bet a majority of baseball fans around the country agree with me and not with you guys. Well... Let's take calls on it next week. I don't have time for that because I have Ryan Day coming up, and I didn't get this sidetracked us to the point that I didn't get to the green list, and I love the green list, so I want to get that in after I do Ryan Day here. So we got a lot of stuff still to come, so I don't have time to take calls on that today. But let us make a note to take calls on that next week. But let me just throw a scenario at you. Mm. In, nine, in 2000 and whatever the year after the Patriots won the Super Bowl the first time with Brady. Oh, two. Oh, two. They went 11-5. and five. Are you thinking, no, of, you're thinking no. of the Matt Castle season? The year season. after Brady got hurt. The Matt oh, Castle eight. season, mm-hmm. they went 11-5. and five. They did not make the playoffs. I believe that year the AFC West champion was the San Diego Chargers who went 8-8. Eight and eight. So are you telling me that the Patriots should have made it instead of the Chargers no, that year? No, you need one rep from each division. You need one rep from each division. So, but now, you're, but now, now, see, your logic is not consistent. You're using well, a the logic. value sport. The sport. What'd you say, the, Bubba? I said his logic is flawed. That's sad. It's flawed. It's sad, flawed it's logic. It's not so, sad, flawed logic. You can't compare these. The NFL playoff structure is very different. Baseball season is so much longer, more games. The, you can't compare the two. There's, there is no comparison there. You need one team per division. That's clear. Otherwise, why have divisions? You know what your problem is? What's my problem? You're arguing against yourself right now. You are, you know, you, you, I've, I've backed you into a corner, and you are, you are unable to fight your way out of Bubba, it because those two nothing. things, they are related to each other. They may, not be exa- they may not be siblings, but they are at minimum first cousins of each other. And so we will see. One day next week, we'll set aside some time for that. But I got a break here because I got Ryan Day, the coach of Ohio State, coming up, and then I've got an awesome green list. So just don't go anywhere. We continue in a moment after this word from ZipRecruiter. If you are a business owner who is hiring, it can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack sometimes. But when you post a job on ZipRecruiter, their matching technology will find qualified candidates for you and invite them to apply. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within one day, the first day. So while other companies give you too many options, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. Ryan Day next on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space 
to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greenie today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greenie, G-R-E-E-N-Y. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. We are back, and this is Greeny coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Been a busy and fun day on this Football Friday, six days from the draft, and we have saved the best for last. It is my pleasure to welcome to the program on the Goodyear Hotline the head coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes. Ryan Day is with us here, looking awfully good on our connection on ESPN+. Plus. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Good morning, Mike. How are you? Well, I'm terrific, and it's great to see you. Thank you. And I have a million places I want to go. And then, you know, I have a bone to pick about the Big Ten championship game, but we'll talk about that a, a little bit later in the conversation. But <laughs> l- let me start with Justin Fields, your quarterback, who was going to go somewhere early on next Thursday night. And as you are obviously well aware, has been in the center of so much discussion, much of which makes no sense to me leading up to this. So let's start it without prejudicing the jury in any way. If, if I were a, an NFL coach, and I were calling you and saying, tell me about him. What, what, I'm thinking of drafting him. What would you tell me? Well, as you know, I'm very biased towards Justin. Um, but all that being said, I think everything I'm going to say is factual. Um, first off, you know, to me, he, he checks every box. And what I mean by that is, okay, this is the same thing that happened when he came here. Uh, he's athletic. He's big. He's strong. He's accurate. He's powerful. He's really intelligent. He's competitive. Um, he's got a strong arm. He's super accurate down the field. And so then I said to our, our offensive staff, okay, what kind of coaches are we? I mean, he has everything you need. And so now the, the question just is, to me, when he goes into the NFL, what is the situation? You know, what what is the offense that he's going to be involved in? And then how quickly can he develop in that offense? And I think the situation is going to be critical. But I think that's the case for all young quarterbacks going into the NFL. A hundred percent. I frequently say that I believe that more young quarterbacks are ruined than developed in the NFL. And so that's true, whether it's Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence or literally anybody else in the class. I, I, you know, one of the things that I know, you know, and, and I know, but I'm not sure our entire audience knows 
is that when there did come up this question of how much he loves the game, quote-unquote loves the game, a year ago at this time, Justin Fields could have sat out a year, the last year of football and for sure been a top-10 draft pick. And at one point, the Big Ten decided it wasn't going to play during the pandemic. And, Coach, I'm not sure that everybody knows about the work that Justin Fields did with an online petition and everything else. He was probably as responsible as anyone for the Big Ten playing this past season. Yeah, and the truth is that when when all that went down, he he never flinched. I mean, he very easily could have gone on a plane and gone to California with with you know some agency and just worked out for the last year getting ready for the draft. And if there was probably you know ten guys in a country that made sense for, he would have been one of them. Well, he did. He he never flinched at all. He never left. And what we actually did is we started working towards uh, the combine uh, for a few weeks when there was no there was no football for the Big Ten. And then uh, on his own, he just, like you said, started to petition and uh, went on. I think he was Good Morning America. He was on ESPN. And uh, he had a voice. He used his voice. And, and he fought to have a season. And, and I thought it was really well done by him. It was classy. It was thought out. And uh, because of that, I think he had an impact. And it showed leadership. It showed how much he loves football. And I think if you had to ask me one of the things that are his strengths, work ethic is one of them. The way he takes care of his body is another one. Uh, and his competitive toughness would probably be the third thing if you said, what are the top three things about Justin Fields that makes him special? Yeah, that online petition, by the way, got 320,000 signatures, and I think that's an important thing to remember. Uh, last year, he could have easily not played. So many people opted out of last season, and not only did he choose to play, but he actually led the movement to play. And then the final piece of the puzzle for me, his performance in that game against Clemson with all the pressure in the world, after he hadn't had a great game against Northwestern, my alma mater, in the Big Ten Championship, and there were people who were wondering, and Clemson had been the team that beat you guys in the playoff the year before, and everybody knows Trevor is on the other team. And then he takes that hit in that game that that hurt me, and I was just watching on television. For him to play the way he did that day, to me, that was the final piece in any questions that could have been asked about him. Yeah, and I think one of the traits of being successful in the NFL is the ability to overcome adversity. And Justin's had his share of adversity in his life and, and in his career. And uh, coming over from Georgia uh, and then, you know, going through a couple tough games this year. And I thought it was great in his development. You know, I know it sounds crazy, but for us to still win some of those games and him maybe not be at his best and then having to recover from those. And, you know, he understands. He's really, really smart. He knew what was at stake. And, um, you know, he he knew that maybe the Heisman Trophy wasn't going to be attainable this year after playing like that. So he had to get himself off the canvas and figure that out. And I, and I told him as we sat right here in my office, I said, this is going to be part of playing uh, quarterback in the NFL. You're going to have hard games. And the guys that just crumble uh, don't make it. The guys who sustain and can make it through, survive, they're the ones that make it in the long run. And he had this game circled for a long time. And he fought to get back to this opportunity. And then to see him go play like that was, was unbelievable. But the shot he took, that was, that was a big-time shot. And I ran over to the tent, and I looked at him, and he said, Coach, I ain't coming out of this game. Mm. And from then on, he just found a way to get it done. And that was, that was a big-time shot he took. And I don't think anybody quite know all the stuff leading up to the national championship game that he had to work through to even play in that game. Uh, but never made excuses. That's not Justin. He's just really, really tough. And... It was cool to see someone go through adversity and then have success in a big moment like that. 
Ryan Day, the coach of Ohio State, is with us. And then, you know, I just want you to know that, that dating back now to the middle of December, I still, every now and again, wake up in the middle of the night and just shout, someone tackle him! Uh, and I'm not talking about Justin, I'm talking about Trey Sermon, your running back, who will be drafted somewhere in this draft next week, and who ran for over 300 yards in that Big Ten championship game against Northwestern. And I just wonder, in all of your life as a football coach, have you ever seen a running back dominate a game the way he dominated that game? And I suppose the second part of the question, you know, what is your projection for him? Because he's a name, as I'm preparing to host this draft, people aren't talking nearly enough about no, it was that was a hard game, you know. As you know, Pat and, and everybody in Northwestern, the coaching staff, the players, uh, they do a great job, and they made it hard for us. I mean, that was not an easy game for us, and we had a hard time finding our rhythm. But then somewhere along in the game, Trey and our offensive line really did get into a rhythm. And no, and, and I had never seen anything like that. And, and the thing that made it amazing to me was how, almost how unexpected it was. It, it kind of came out of left field. He just started running, unbelievable, and then really ran the same way against Clemson. And then the first game in the national championship game, he gets the collar. So, you know, I don't know. It was a very unique year for Trey. He came off of that injury last year, kind of found his way. We didn't have much of a preseason, so it kind of took him a while to get his feet underneath him. The thing about Trey is he doesn't have a lot of mileage on his body, doesn't have a whole bunch of carries. So uh, I think that's a huge positive for him. And I think he has a huge ceiling. And and whoever drafts him is going to get somebody who's very versatile and runs really hard with low mileage on his body. I completely agree. Transferred from Oklahoma. uh, And again, just sort of took over your program for just a few games. And then, as you mentioned, got hurt on his first carry against Alabama. And that was it for that. Greeny and Ryan Day, the coach of Ohio State. One more thing while I have you. Um, I'm so fascinated. And look, Justin Fields is a perfect example of this. Um, by where college football is going with the transfer portal. And, and this past week or thereabouts, there was the new ruling in the NCAA that sitting out a year will no longer be a thing under any circumstance. And I've had a few different coaches on, and I've asked their perspective on it. How different is all of this going to look as a result three years from now with, it, with these new rules? How will it change things? I mean, I think you're going to see certainly movement between schools. I think one thing that, it's forced coaches to do and will do in the future is recruiting is going to change. In my opinion, I I think when you are recruiting early, maybe 10 years ago, I was given a book on how to close a deal. You know, that was coming up. That's what you did. You recruited hard, you sold hard. Uh, Nowadays, you know, I think the, the idea is that you're recruiting, you're identifying people that you think fit, fit your culture, but they have to choose your school because when, when times get tough, you know, if they chose your school, they're going to make it work and they're going to sustain through those tough times. If you talk them into going to your school, they're going to look for the first way out. And I think that's a subtlety that I think is going to be important as we move into the future. And um, and whether it's good or bad, I mean, who knows? I, I just it's, it's a reality that we all have to adjust to. And college football is going to be fine. I, I agree. But I do agree that it's going to take a, a, a lot of it's going to take a lot of people learning a lot of new um, ways of doing things. And that's an interesting point, the way you make that. Uh, quickly, while I have you, what, what, how much communication do you still have these days with Urban? Urban Meyer he was, was your head coach there at Ohio State and then handed the reins over to you, now taking over an NFL team for the first time, has the first pick, going to be fascinating to watch. What kind of conversations do you have with him as he prepares for this new challenge? Well, I would say we, we speak um, weekly. You know, he came up for the, the first pro day and, uh, we, we always have constant communication, always have. Um, it, it's fun to, to listen to how things are going there, how we put a staff together, the things that they're working on as they move forward, getting ready for the draft. And 
Uh, we still share a lot of ideas offensively and things that we're doing philosophically. Um, I'm excited to see how this goes, certainly how the draft goes next week for him and as they head into OTAs and into the summer. Yeah, they have two first-round picks here. They'll, they'll take Lawrence first, and then they'll get somebody else. Coach, I always appreciate the time very much. Good luck next week, not just to Justin, but all your guys. I know that you'll be paying close attention, and I'm sure we'll catch up again soon. Be well. Thanks for taking this time. All right, Mike. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. That's Ryan Day, head coach of Ohio State. That that was, in, in all my life, I know that I'm the only one who's thinking about that today in this conversation with him. Everyone wanted to hear the Justin Fields part. I wanted to talk about the Big Ten championship game, which I still haven't fully gotten over. So I, I, I don't talk about this a lot, but, you know, my, my daughter is already a student there, and my son is going, and he had heard the day before. So we're playing in the Big Ten championship game against Ohio State. And my son had applied early decision, and he, they, they uh, Northwestern let their future students know who had applied ED on that Friday. So, like, we found out that we are, I mean, the, the Northwestern in us could not be stronger. You know, I went there, my wife went there, and my daughter, and now Stevie is going as well. So the family tradition has never felt more powerful. We get that word on a Friday. Saturday, we're beating Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game. I mean, we are beating them. Into the third quarter. And then this guy, Trey Sermon, just ran over us like I've never seen anything happen in my entire life, and it broke my heart. But one way or another, it was um, it is good to talk to him. And as far as fields, which is, of course, the, the more important part of this, I'm going to tell you right now, as he said, most of this will be determined by the situation he winds up in. But I will tell you right now, if he gets drafted by San Francisco at number three, he will be a superstar. Justin Fields has the talent to be a superstar. I'm trying to think of who he could remind you of. Like, like David Pollack said to me on, on TV early in the college season, he said, Justin Fields is a more athletic Dak Prescott. I think that's an excellent comparison. He's bigger, stronger, faster than Dak. And Dak Prescott is, is a an upper echelon NFL quarterback who just got, you know, this enormous contract and I think is going to be one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the sport for a while. And I think Justin Fields is that. I, I, I'm not sitting here telling you he's going to be the greatest player ever, but I am telling you, you put Justin Fields in the right situation, he is going to be an outstanding NFL quarterback. Teams that pass on him, many of them are going to regret that a lot. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. Once again, gather around. So I spent some time this morning talking about Howard Cosell, who died on this day in 1995 and was the reason I wanted to be a sports announcer as a kid, watching him on TV in the 70s and the 80s when I was growing up. And so Nuno had the idea that maybe we would do in his honor a list of the five greatest announcers in sports, but I didn't want to do that. There's too many people that I know. Like, that just <laughs> creates an uncomfortable situation. So as I thought about it, I thought Howard is something that I really miss from my childhood. So today's green list are the five things I miss the most about sports from my childhood. Here we go. Number five. Number five. I miss taping something and then spending a bunch of time not finding out how it turned out so I could watch it like it was live. I miss that terribly. Bapakozi from the old show used to say that he was the best in the world at that. But I, for those, if you're too young to know what I'm talking about, there was a time before there was Twitter and everything else 
where if there was a big game, and I'll tell you, I'll give you an example. My father came to visit me in Chicago. The Knicks were playing a playoff game. I don't remember what year this was exactly, but I'm living in Chicago. The Knicks are playing a playoff game that night. I had gotten us tickets to a show. My dad and I were going to see a play in Chicago. And as it turned out, the Knicks are playing that night. So we're thinking, what do we do? Do we not go to the show? We decide we're going to tape the game in the house. We are going to go to the show. We went to the show. We went to dinner. We came home and we watched the game as though we were watching it live. We didn't even fast forward through the commercials because we wanted the full experience. And you could do that then. That was a thing. And there was sort of an art. There was something exciting. There's something especially special about knowing the game is over, about knowing that everyone else knows what happened here and you don't. Now, this could never happen in this day and age, and so I miss that. There's something about that that I miss. That is number five. Is that something you have any familiarity with? Zero. How, Bubba, old, is how this, old do you have to be for that? I don't know. Bubba, have you ever had that experience? Uh, yeah, definitely. I used to tape stuff all the time when I was younger. Okay. V- VCRs, loved them. Mm-mm. And not know how the game turned out. Yeah, definitely. I love it. I miss it. I had to tell people, don't tell me. I miss it. Number four. Next. Number four, I miss hockey players with no helmets. Now, I know I am not in any way suggesting that we were better off then. (laughs) Because the number of concussions that have to have taken place in the NHL on a nightly basis, I can't even count. And certainly none of them had teeth. But there was just something about that sport. If you're old enough to remember, if you go back and look at the old footage, it looks so strange now when basically none of them were wearing helmets. And there was just something about that. You'd see the hair flowing as they were skating and all the rest, and every now and again, you'd see a guy take a puck in the head. And it was just, again, it's not better. It's way better this way. They should be wearing helmets. But I miss that. I miss the hockey players not wearing helmets. It was, it was an entirely different experience to watch. Number three. This is a big one. I miss knowing the name of every stadium. Like these days, I don't know the names of half of the stadiums. Uh, Hembo, give me the name of a stadium. Who plays at Lone Depot Park? I have no idea. I literally <laughs> have no idea. Who is that? The Marlins. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Give me another one. Who plays at Little Caesars Arena? <laughs> I mean, why would anyone know that? I don't know. The Detroit Pistons. Okay, I miss that. The Detroit. <laughs> okay, that makes sense because it's Detroit. But, like, I miss that. Like, you would know every stadium they played in. I even miss... Like some of the stadiums that you knew were awful, like the Vet and Three Rivers Stadium and all these places, you knew they were terrible stadiums, but I missed them anyway. I missed the baseball diamond. I miss when you would see the diamond on the field. You know, you see the quarterback is taking the snap on the 30-yard line and he's standing at second base. I miss it. It was There was something nice, but I hate not knowing the stadium. Like, like you asked me this morning, I don't even remember anymore, and I lived there in coverage. What did they name Comiskey Park now? It's not the cell anymore. It's guaranteed rate Guaranteed field. rate field. Like, who can follow this stuff? So I miss that. I miss knowing just immediately by hearing the name of the stadium, where it is, and who plays there. Number two. And then finally, I have two things from sports, because number one is Cosell. Two things from games. I miss complete games. I miss pitchers throwing in the ninth inning. And I miss three to make two. If I say three to make two, do you know what that is, Hembo? I don't. Bubba, do you know what three to make two is? Uh, I know what it is, but I wasn't old enough to be around for it. Nuno, do you remember three to make two? Um, can't, I know what it is, but I don't remember it. Yeah, three to make two was a rule. If you were in the penalty and you committed a foul in the NBA, the other team got three chances to make two. If they missed one, they would get another shot. 
So you would go, you're Dr. J, you go to the line, you make the first, you miss the second, you have a third one. And you one. remember this. If, of course I remember it. What do you mean, do I remember if, it? That feels like 100 years ago, or a rule that would have been around 100 years ago. It was not 100 years ago. When did that rule get taken out of the game? Let me do my HelloFresh, and you tell me okay. when you got, you got a minute to do it. You tell me when three to make two got taken out of the game. I will spend 30 seconds reminding you about HelloFresh. I bet we all miss a true real break. Not just endless downtime, I mean a break that feels earned, a shortcut that you give yourself to make life truly easier. And that's how you will feel with HelloFresh, where you can skip the grocery store, the crowds, and everything else without sacrificing a delicious meal. With more than 25 chef-created recipes to pick from every week, there is endless array. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Greeny12. Use the code Greeny12. You get 12 free meals, and that includes shipping. It's code Greeny12 at HelloFresh.com slash Greeny12. Have you got it? 1981. 1981. Not that long ago. I mean, when Larry Bird and Magic Johnson came into the league, they had three to make two. I miss it. And Howard Cosell was number one. He died on this day in 1995. Uh, This has been a great week. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much for hanging out with me here. We will be back in better than ever on Monday. See you then. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.